Where are you going? Why are you going? You told me once to forget the past, because it doesn't matter. But you're the one still tied to the past, Spike! Look at my eyes, Faye. One of them is a fake, because I lost it in an accident. Since then, I've been seeing the past in one eye, and the present in the other. Never the whole picture. You never told me anything about yourself. So don't tell me now. And now you're leaving, just like that. Why do you have to go? Where are you going? What are you going to do? Just throw your life away like it was nothing? I'm not going there to die. I'm going to find out if I'm really alive. Hey, it's me again. I hope you're doing well. This is NRVR, the podcast of the revolution. And uh, what revolution am I talking about, ladies and gentlemen? I'm going... <laughs> Why am I sounding like Alex Jones all of a sudden? Um, what I'm trying to say is that it's morally imperative that we destroy the motherfucking metaverse. And let me go deeper into this, because what's happening is that... Uh, how do I express this? This, The idea of and the potential of the metaverse like the like the, again the idea of the metaverse and its potential has been bastardized by corporations and greedy fucks and it's so annoying now that like everywhere i see this metaverse buzzword is diluting what this potentially mind-expanding technology, life-transforming uh, could be. And, it, and it's, so it's taking away that from us because they want to sanitize it and make it nice and clean and corporate-friendly so they can sell ads and track you and manipulate your behavior and do psychological research. Because you know they're going to do that. You know they're going to do that. Why would you not do that if you had all that data? So they're going to do it. And so it, I don't want to just show up here and just be a negative Nancy and like not provide an alternative. I think we should build our own metaverse with hookers and beer. And how I think it should go down is we gotta, uh, we got to take ownership of a word that marketers and corporate corporatists um, can't overcome and so what i'm saying is the corporate metaverse should go fuck itself but we should still build a community driven open source grand scale project that would allow for the real 3D three-dimensionalization of the internet and its utility to transfer over to a volumetric medium and, 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 and you being able to access it through headsets and hand tracking and eye tracking and, and, and not be tracked and targeted um, and if you are, it's because you want to be, and you knowingly know what that entails. And so, um, but what would you, but I don't want to call it, we wouldn't want to call it metaverse, right? Because there's, we, there's already, there already is one being built. Um, 
the the shitty one and so our cool version of it should be we should be calling it the matrix and so you're going to be like what the fuck the matrix but the matrix is a dystopia this the matrix is an apocalypse a robot apocalypse the future spoiler alert and i think yes but also the fact that it has that negative connotation also means that marketers for corporations are going to stay away from it no one at facebook would want to call their metaverse the matrix because people are going to be like oh okay so i know now exactly what you're trying to do you know it's like <laughs> it, it doesn't uh, the matrix doesn't uh, yeah, like bring up positive feelings and so that's why we should take ownership of it and change its meaning. And instead of becoming this dystopian robot future, let it become a place for wholesome community, for unity, for freedom, for free for 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 the transformation of the mind and the expansion of it because there's so much writing on this to work out. And what I mean is that, like, we're, as a species, completely fucked. And we fucked ourselves. We, we fucked ourselves. Um, my parents and my grandparents and your grandparents and your grandparents and, and their great-grandparents, like, whether knowingly and mostly, probably mostly unknowingly, have been part of a, you know, like, a grand-scale system of human organization that is cannibalizing the planet and so we can't fuck around and find out anymore because um, honestly we're already finding out and i don't want to find out more <laughs> when it's too late and and so long story short um capitalism is not compatible with us having one planet we can't to fucking keep destroying the ocean and you know the, like cutting down forests and you know fucking up like wildlife like we can't we can't do that forever because we're gonna run out of planet and so and and so this constant need for commodities for more 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 things which i'm very much guilty of um i i'm a, I'm a hypocrite because i'll say like oh fuck amazon but here i am on motherfucking um amazon prime and it sucks because you know i may I, it makes me feel bad but i kind of needed for my medicine since i got sick a while ago and so and i can't find that medicine locally so i have to like fucking use amazon so uh, what i'm saying is is that again we can't continue on this path and we need an alternative because you can't what i'm finding out the older i get is that you can't like tell humanity you can't tell a human being like no don't do this because if they really want to do it, they're going to do it anyways and so you can't tell humanity no don't do more capitalism because they're going to keep doing it <laughs> they're going to want to continue consuming they're going to want want their things their stuff and so but what we so what we can do is we can channel the human mind we can channel these this these we can channel people towards a alternative 
reality where they can have digital goods. And I'm not talking about NFTs. I don't know about crypto or blockchain enough. Like I, I have some knowledge and I've watched a bunch of YouTube videos, but like honestly, at this point, I'm so burnt out by blockchain and NFTs um, that, I mean, on paper it seems to have, have potential, but like in practice, my Discord and Twitter accounts have been getting bombarded by NFT bots. And it's the equivalent of getting scam calls or those robocalls. And so I'm tuning out my phone. I've tuned out my phone. And so now I feel like because of those tactics, I'm tuning out crypto altogether because it's just gross. It's gross. Like I don't. Yeah. Like and, and it, it's gross. It's a gross tactic. And it feels um, that although it might not be representative of the whole community, the fact that the, this community, because of its like I don't know, libertarian ideals, isn't going to do shit. I don't think they're going to do shit about it, you know, like, then, you know, what about future problems that are going to escalate? Like, how does that community and the system solve problem, real problems without the government or regulations or some sort of like third body that would like, you know, look at things objectively and say, hey, this is wrong. We shouldn't be doing this. Um, because what happens is like if the developers in these projects, like they they have stake in this and so their minds are not objective. Um, and so, and they're siloed and again, I can go on around on this, but like going back to the, the matrix, yes, let's build, let's build, um, the matrix and make it a wholesome place. And so by making it a wholesome, beautiful place. The people who associate the matrix with bad things, they'll stay away, right? And then the people who might want to take a chance at first and find out that there's this great place where, again, there's like freedom and expression and people get along and there's creativity abound. I, I, um, it'll be like our little secret. It'll be awesome. Um, so this is why I think it's morally imperative that we destroy the metaverse because it's, it, it, and here's another thing that bugs me. It's like, and this is like a, a common Silicon Valley tactic where like a company will hire a fuck ton of engineers and they'll just have them sitting down doing nothing because they know that as long as they have those engineers, their competitors don't. And so Facebook has been going on a hiring spree, hiring, I think they hired like 10,000 VR uh professionals you know probably most of them developers those developers could have been making awesome like the next beat saber right how many years have we've had beat saber don't get me wrong i like beat saber still i'm still playing beat saber but how many more years will we have will we keep going along in the, and when an industry that is so young like vr has not matured it has not matured and for us to sort of be consolidated around Beat Saber this early on is a bad sign. And if you think it isn't, then um, that's, that is not good news because uh, these 10,000 developers or professionals that could have been working on like new and innovative things and been competing against each other and they're not, they're not. And I'm not seeing all that much innovation coming out of VR lately. Um, 
Yeah, we're getting an NFL game. Oh, woo-dee-woo, right? Um, and the people who are doing innovative things right now are not getting the resources they need, by the way. Because, again, like, it's just the, all, all the... It's like, a, like Facebook has become a black hole, you know, sucking in all the resources and the money and the brain power that, like, this industry otherwise would have had and would have found its way to create like interesting new things. It's odd. It's odd. Like, will we ever see another Half-Life Alex? Ask yourself that right now. Why have we not seen another project on the scale and quality of Half-Life Alex? Why? And it's because, again, it's it's um, the, the the talent has been all sucked up. Um, by Facebook, and what are they doing with that talent? What what a yeah Ed, we're getting an NFL game, so yeah, this shit sucks. <laughs> um, and and again, I'm I'm constantly conflicted with myself because I'm not perfect. Well, here I'm I'm using Facebook every day, and it's because it's kind of like. A utility for me now it's where I'm connecting with people from my life that I actually find value connecting with and knowing how they're doing and like following up and organizing events and you know finding out about cool shit going on like like that's valuable but the problem is that like there should be some sort of open source like social networks project where like I could just fork out of github and just like get that get a get a whole new thing go spin up a whole new thing and just like and just you know start up a whole like a, a new facebook right and then there will be like multiple thousands of parallel facebooks where you know there's like niche communities and there's real competition being like like being held is, and then we're, we're not seeing that I'm stuck in this thing where I hate their leadership I despise their tactics um, and yet I'm stuck because like what am I going to do in, in California there's only one electricity company PG&E what am I going to do like I don't like PG&E because of the fires they, they've caused um, through neglect um, so what am I going to do uh, not get electricity it's gone to that point where, like, uh, it's weird. I know it's, but maybe, yeah. Where, where social media, like, is the internet, and therefore it is a utility. And I don't know. I don't know how things got this weird. Like, I remember when the internet was, like, this place that was, uh, maybe it's me. Maybe it's me not forcing myself to explore enough of it more more of it like i remember stumble upon was such an awesome thing like if you remember stumble upon or like it would just throw you random websites and these random websites were actually really cool and um that thrill of discovery and exploration like i don't i don't see it in today's internet i'm i'm stuck to reddit facebook youtube and um and this is why we need open source versions of this shit, like of these of these systems, so that you know people can easily replicate them, spin them up, and then 
and then uh, remix it. Uh, you know, add on top of them cool things based on like the likes and dislikes of like the communities they cater to. Wow, why don't we have this? Why don't we have this? Why aren't we like like just doing these legit alternatives? Uh, because again, the the product is not bad. Um, it's the way it's being used against us. Um, yeah, it's is a and so and so again. This is why we need to destroy the metaverse. And how do we destroy it? I mean, that's the other. That's a big question. Like, how do you? Um, and maybe this this was a shower thought. I was I was in the shower thinking, like I always do. This is my best thoughts come to me in the shower. And I'm in the shower thinking, and I'm like, uh, you know, how do you without hurting people? Because we're about that shit. We don't hurt people. We're not, we don't want to bully. You know, we don't want to. We don't. Wanna, we don't make. We don't want to make anyone suffer. Um, uh, absolutely no violence. But like, how do you embarrass them, right? Like, how do you shame them? How do you create a situation where it's just like they just like, okay, fuck this, you know? I don't know. I don't know. It would have to be. It kind of. Uh, I don't know. It would be. It, I don't. Know, I, you guys remember like a, a Microsoft released a like an NLP bot a while ago. It was like a like it was learning from Twitter how to speak, or it was like a. And then people found out about this bot, and then they just started fucking bombarding this bot with like the most vile racist shit, and then the bot became a monster. <laughs> wonder if we can do something similar um, with their metaverse initiative where we could just like, uh, like uh, how do you say, flash mob <laughs> their events <laughs> and just play Rebecca Black's Friday <laughs> from our speakers. No, but then they would mute us. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know what it would take to do this in a way that's like legal <laughs> and... Uh, Nonviolent and also funny. Like it, ha it has to be hilarious. It has to be fucking ridiculous. And I don't know yet, but there's, but it, yeah, well, it, I'm putting it out there on the internet, on the web, somewhere out there in the world is is smarter, 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 is more intelligent than me um, at this. And so maybe you you are already already thinking about it. And you're maybe you already have a plan. And if you do, yeah, I'd love to hear your plan. Yeah, hit me up. Hit me up at entervr01 at gmail.com with your plan on how to both legally, uh, on how to destroy the metaverse in a way that's legal and nonviolent and funny. Um, those, those are the three criteria. And, uh, and then, yeah, I'll have, you, I'll have you on the show. I'll have you as a guest on the show. Your proposal, your plan to destroy the metaverse then we'll spin up a fucking kickstarter and then we'll we'll, we'll rally we'll rally the the troops and we'll get we'll get this shit going um i am publicly declaring war on mark zuckerberg's metaverse right now and so um yeah we're coming for you facebook we're coming for you in a way that's legal, 
uh, nonviolent and funny. Um, yeah, because it's yeah, it, God, there's so much writing on this and so much. Maybe it's because I'm a jaded fuck, where I'm where where I'm thinking like what what happened to like I don't know maybe the pandemic fucked it up like there was so mo so much momentum with the meetup scene and and like but even without the meetup scene there was like I remember Oculus there's that the Oculus demo website where like people were sharing demos we don't. We don't see that as much anymore these days. It, they're out there. It's out there. There's, I mean, I mean, there's, there've been some good. There's, some, there's been some bangers lately. Uh, but they could use more resources. You know, like uh, the Gorilla Tag Team, they could use more resources. Like, uh, like the the team from Zenith, they could use, they could definitely use some more help, right? Like building out that vision. Um, and I believe. I believe in Andy. I, I played Zenith. I, I enjoyed Zenith. I actually, um, but I, but, but Sword Art Online ruined it for me because my expectations after watching that anime are so high. And so I just got to temper my expectations, give the team some time, and just, uh, you know, trust that they're a pull through. Um, yeah, no. Andy and the team—they've been—they've been OGs for a while in the in the community, in the VR community. So I, 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 I they got the Chris Moran the seal of approval. Not that that means shit. <laughs> so yeah, I um, yeah, virtual reality is weird to me nowadays, um, because. I don't. How do I put this? I'm um. I'm having I'm having more and more days. Where I don't know if I want to be in VR. And so I'm like, and so I'm like, what the fuck am I doing then? <laughs> Why do I have a podcast called Edit VR? <laughs> you know, and and maybe I, and then I was like, maybe I just need to take a break. And I. I I don't know. And I'm, here I'm thinking out loud. I'm this is I'm literally thinking out loud. Like, there are experiences I've had in virtual reality and VR chat and like oh, contractors. Uh, what's that one? Um, Population One, uh, Rec Room. Um, I've had experience. Alex, Half Life, Alex. Like, uh, there are experiences. I have memories. Deep solid memories in my mind of things I lived in this alternate reality that if I told any other human being right now that doesn't know about the world that you and I, listener, are in they would think I'm fucking crazy they would think I'm crazy and you know I'm, you know I'm saying the truth you know I'm saying the truth go tell someone, go tell your grandma about the crazy shit you see in VR chat in Club Orion or uh, fucking the Black Cat, go. She'll she'll probably she'll probably be like, "What kind of drugs are you having, kiddo? Can I have some?" And so, um, I definitely support you doing drugs with grandma. By the way, if you want to do your if you want to do drugs with anyone in the world, do them with your grandparents. 
Um, not that I would know. But yeah, uh, what was I saying? Random thought, John Cena is following NRVR on Twitter. I'm a big fan of Peacemaker. I actually, um, H, yeah, uh, uh, I stopped watching wrestling after The Rock. Like, uh, Rock, I think it was, the last time I watched wrestling, I was like 11, 12 years old, and it was in the SmackDown era, like uh, when it was called WWF, and it was like Stone Cold, Steve Austin, and The Rock, and Triple H, and Rikishi. <laughs> And like uh, the Hardy Boys, <laughs> and um, like uh, it was in that. I feel like that was the Undertaker. That was the when when the Undertaker took fucking the the, the dude that the animal through uh, through hell in the cell, just fucking like three stories high and through fucking tables. And then one of the most epic moments in human history, up there with you know the fall of Troy. What came from fucking the WWF moments and and um, like uh, I have fond memories of like doing all those wrestling moves on my little brothers and yeah it was it was it was a blast um, and so uh, unfortunately I did not get to experience or see much of John Cena's wrestling career but I did see him. On Peacemaker early uh, lately, and I enjoyed that show a lot. I recommend that show. It's well, um, it I it has some twists and turns that I really enjoyed. Uh, so check yeah, I would say check it out. But and and so so John, big fan of your work, um, and I definitely want to recommend um, that you check out Taiwan. It's a beautiful country. And I would say it's I would top three countries in the world. And if you go to Taiwan, make sure you go to Danshui and have some age or age, age. A tone, you know the tone thing. I have never been good at it, so I apologize. 不好意思，我是一个那个呃， how do you say monkey in Chinese? I forgot. But you know, 我是一个 monkey. Uh, and so John, after you go to Danshui, uh, then go to Jofun and get yourself some Neuromian because no one does Neuromian better than the people at Jofun. I'm telling you man, uh, you're gonna love Taiwan. Amazing people, some of the most friendliest people in the world and whenever I get to support Taiwan, I try to support Taiwan. I've lived there. Um, I did some. I, I studied abroad over there, and I completely fell in love with the place. Um, and so, John Cena, go to Taiwan. Easily, one of my top three, if not my my number one. Taiwan is my my might be my number one country in the world. Uh, so, uh, yeah, John. Thanks again for. Following the podcast, I don't think you're listening. I don't. Th- why would he listen to this? This, is, but I just want to put it out there because, uh, again, <sighs> money fucks people up, man. Like your know, morals and stuff, and and that's why this is the thing I struggle with. Like I remember people would pe- tell me, like, oh, Chris, stop being afraid to be successful. And you know what I'm afraid of is I'm afraid of having money and becoming an asshole. I don't want to become an asshole, but I. 
I like money too. And, I, and a lot of my problems will be solved with more of it. But how do I not become an asshole? Because I, I, I have, I know I have that in me. Like I can see myself becoming an asshole, and I, but I don't want to be. And so I don't, yeah, I don't want to, um, I don't know, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't like fame and I don't want excessive amount of money. I don't know. I'm weird. It's just, I just want enough to like live a good life, you know? I don't, I don't know. I, I, it, yeah. and it's not typical of some of the, a lot of the people I've met. And I think you have to be driven to be in virtual reality. You have to be ambitious. You have to be wild, like a, a wild, wild person. Um, I remember I used to be more wild. I think I'm toned it down a little bit more lately. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with not being a billionaire. I'll never be a fucking billionaire. What the fuck? I'm, I'm not I'm okay with not being rich down like because here's the thing I'm yeah like the you you're gonna be <laughs> you're gonna be born into this world covered in shit you're probably gonna die covered in shit because you know when you die your bowels release and so you're gonna poop yourself um, and so why does it matter no matter whether you're rich or poor you're coming in you're going out and shit no amount of money is going to change that. Um, but money does help solve a lot of problems. So, I don't know. I, I guess I'm just, I'm not trying, I'm trying not to be too extreme about it either. I, I don't like being too extreme either. So, yeah. Um, so, I talked about John Cena. I talked about how do we need, uh, our need, and the moral imperative that we need to destroy the metaverse. And, and by the way, like, I, why am I using that word morally imperative? And this is a callback. If you listen to the show back in the day, um, which is a, there's a good chance you don't, but that's okay. I still love you. The reason why I got into VR in the first place, I'm gonna tell you story time, kids. Let's sit, sit by the fire and listen to to uh, Grandpa Chris tell you a story about the, the, the good old days. So in 2012, I was bored as fuck browsing Reddit. And there was an I, there was a link to a video of E3. Um, and John Carmack was being interviewed by an IGN reporter in June 2012. And I remember watching that interview. And it was very serendipitous. Like I... I wasn't sure why I was watching it. I just ended up watching it. But the man was display was showing off the first prototype of the DK1, the Oculus Rift DK1. It blew my fucking mind seeing that thing. Because uh, they showed like I think he showed like the Doom, the Doom demo, like it, and it was like in you could, like there was like a. They showed the the head tracking, right? And I. In my imagination went nuts seeing that four second clip. It was maybe less. And and so uh, it like it gripped me, it had me, it had me. And then at the end of the interview, the IGN reporter, IGN reporter asked John, like, John, you have like Ferrari you have all these cars, you got like you got all this money, you got all these companies, you got all the success, man. Like what are you doing? 
with this taped up piece of shit headset like that you someone like spat out from their garage or whatever like and John Carmack said without hesitation it's morally imperative that we create the metaverse and I was like what it took me down a, a nine-year rabbit hole that we're, I'm still in <laughs> I'm still in here because like, I, I, I couldn't understand why someone like that would say something like that or you know like it was just something like especially with like a I don't know whenever I don't see I never thought of John Carmack before then like I was, I was a big fan of Quake um, and and I knew that he was like the, the like the father of like a lot of the graphics technology that we have today uh, so I knew he was a big deal, but I never associated him with him trying to, with him having like futuristic thoughts of you know he, him being some sort of futurist, of me him being some sort of hype man, and those words that he said after the at the end of that interview, and then and by the way, which was such a huge tease, the video the interview cut off right then. He said it's morally imperative that we just create the metaverse. Bam, end the video, and I was like, what? That's it. Like, that's it? You're gonna leave me just that? Wouldn't you? You're not gonna follow up with him? Like, why? Okay, why do you think that, John? Like, why do you think it's morally imperative that we create the metaverse? Like, no, what a tease! Why are you teasing me this? Why are you teasing me like this? Um. By the way, I'm. You're gonna notice, like, I'm. I, I'll have like, I'll, I'll mispronounce a word. I'll eat a word. I'm having a stroke. I'm having many strokes. Uh, in the process of this podcast, you're gonna listen to. Me having at least four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten strokes, mini strokes, and you know you'll you spot them in the way I pronounce words. Or I think I'm a little rusty. I, I'm a, maybe I'm not speaking n- enough lately. Because again, you know, talking is a muscle. Like the ability to talk, it, that's it's a muscle you need to train. If you're not doing it enough, I'm, I'm noticing myself right now. I'm noticing myself, Chris. Well, you're not you're not in your ultra instinct mode. What's what's going on? I don't know. Um, what was I talking about? Uh, John Carmack morally impaired to create the metaverse, and so and so 2012 then leads to uh, the Kickstarter, and then seeing this because uh, then the, the Kickstarter went up in August or September, and then I remember like seeing Gabe Newell in that Kickstarter, and I remember seeing like. Uh, John Carmack was definitely in that Kickstarter video, uh, and uh, like a few other people, but for sure, the number one selling point right there was Gabe Newell. Seeing Gabe Newell, Gaben himself, sort of be in front of the, this Kickstarter video was like, I think was the turning point. Like there was, if there was one thing in the world that brought Oculus the success it, it it got especially from that and from that kickstarter because that that kickstarter was everything that was everything it was gabe newell uh gabe newell's appearance like people don't understand the outside of gaming out of outside of like yeah this the gaming community like in vr community that like gabe newell is god <laughs> 
Oh yeah, maybe I'm exaggerating. He's well liked. He has a very wide. I don't know if there's been polls out there, but I'm sure if there are, like he's he is a very popular man, and it's because his business practices are pretty uh, good compared to what were submitted to daily from other companies, right? Think about your phone bill, right? Do you do you yeah like do you like the way Verizon treats you? Right? Do you like the way uh, your cable company treats you? Do you like the way your insurance companies treat you? Like, always looking for a way to nickel and dime you? Because you know they are. I, I don't know if Valve has that mentality, has that culture. I don't think they do. And people appreciate that. Um, and uh, the, the modding and giving people these tools to like have ownership over over the games they love, like, you know, Left 4 Dead too. like, yeah, you the mod, it's, it's wild that there's so many mods for that game still, it's wild, and people are still making them, but anyway, uh, back to Oculus, back to John Carmack's Create the Metaverse, and so now I'm, I'm being, uh, quote-unquote clever, and I'm just <laughs> saying destroy the Metaverse, because I think it's time, because I don't, I don't because I want to, I'd love to ask John Carmack, like, hey, is this is this turning out the way you thought it would be? Do you, th- do you think in the long term, is this thing going in the long term? Like, maybe maybe not now. Maybe for now it's okay. It seems things fe- seem innocent, right? But maybe we're being naive, John. Like, are we are we really gonna trust such a powerful technology with this reptilian overlord? <laughs> That you worked for? No, he doesn't work at Oculus anymore. Uh, I think he just uh, consults, and I, and I think it's been like that for a while. But like, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's uh, I, and I think, and these are like, and this is why I'm, I'm definitely a, a pariah. <laughs> this podcast is like a, a pariah in like the VR community. Uh, I'll never. Get a job at Facebook because I I think um, this dissent is worth addressing. Like we should have a conversation about like your privacy and the metaverse, quote unquote. Uh, we should have deeper conversations about like how you're being monetized on. From the data that's being extracted someone's making money off of you and you don't get to see that money why aren't you getting paid for the content you're creating by simply existing in these worlds like that's that's exactly like and it's wild it's wild but like the, these are questions that like, should be more widely addressed because i think we're at a time where people are like tired of this shit (laughs) you know i don't know i think people are just tired i'm tired of the fact that like change is so slow to come and like and and, like again change for the good like why don't we have a four-day work week why don't we have uh universal health care by now why not why why, why? i don't get it i don't get it um 
I like this meme. I saw this meme where like Russia is about to find out why, why the U.S. doesn't have healthcare <laughs> with all the all the guns we're sending over to Ukraine. By the way, go Ukraine, get them, go get them, fight for fight for democracy, fight for your freedom, and um, fuck Putin. I hope. Uh, yeah, what a vile man. Jesus, horrible, horrible tragedy catastrophic situation and uh, yeah I hope um, I hope it all ends soon and uh, people of Ukraine can get back to freedom and peace and and yeah and, and prosper you know like that's what a fucked up situation um, so did I mention this isn't just the podcast about virtual reality <laughs> it's also about society and culture and I, I wonder I, I mean maybe we can intersect um you know vr with war i don't want to like go into the war in ukraine itself like in vr because i then then i'm sort of like trying to like put a, a square peg through a round hole like and it'd be weird i'm not trying to like i don't know but like in general like um yeah the virtual reality in war is probably more present than you think if you're not thinking that um, in the foreseeable future they're going to be using or they already are using these platforms as training scenarios and this is how you get like the most out of your soldiers is like you know racking up experience combat experience even if it's simulated I think it's more valuable than doing nothing uh, and so yeah uh, virtual reality can be also a tool for um, war, if, if indirectly. I don't know. Uh, but going back to more lighter subjects, I um, have also checked out this thing. I got invited by, by a really good friend of the show, and um, yeah, Sasha LeBaron. He's a cool, cool dude. Hey, Sasha, how are you? <laughs> I'm saying hi to you from a podcast. <laughs> uh, um, so he invited me to this thing called the Meta Movie, and uh, a shout out to the Meta Movie team. Uh, y'all killed it! Y'all killed it! You put on a, a very, and here's the funny thing: like I remember, like um, when I say this, I'm not trying to say, oh. I'm some sort of pioneer. I'm Mr. Original. I'm not. I'm not. Because I pro. I promise you, there were other people thinking about this as well. But but I remember. I think this was 2015 or 2014. I can't. Some some sometime around that time. Time fucking flies, doesn't it? God damn. 2014 feels like forever ago. Or 2015. Anyway. Um, I posted on Reddit that like, hey, I want to start a virtual reality theater company, and um, I th and so so I a friend of mine, let's call him an acquaintance now, <laughs> came up to me at a cafe, and he's like, Chris, can you can you not do that idea? I I want to do it, and I was like. Sure, you know what? Because you're my friend, I won't do it. And I justified it by justified myself by saying, 
well, I'm already busy with the podcast and my work. You know, I don't I don't need another project, even though I really want to do that project. But but I um but I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I should have just done it. I should have just at least tried it. I didn't even try it out. And so anyway, I, I got to experience this thing called the um, the meta movie, and it was exactly sort of um, but. Yeah, it was exactly what I envisioned, but on steroids, which is great. Well, more, even more credit to them. They did it, but they did it in Neos. And Neos is good. I um, uh, it was definitely a, a a very interesting choice. Um, and I think I and I understand why they made that choice to use Neos. Um, Shoutouts to Fruxios, Mister uh, Worldwide. Um, I don't know why I called him Mr. Worldwide. Uh, maybe we can start a campaign to start calling Fruxios Mr. Worldwide because he's such a cool dude. But yes, he did it in Neos, and um, my friend Sasha was supposed to uh, be play the, the hero in this experience, uh, where he would be going through these different stages with these like actors and they were all improvising going through this uh narr- narrative uh where they had to like i'm not going to spoil it too much but they had to like we, we would go on this mission and and myself and a few a few other people would be in the audience as sort of these like you know little scouting robots and and so they and so we were we had some sort of agency in the experience where we weren't ghosts right but we were we were seen by the actors and and we would reckon we were recognized but and we played somewhat of a role in the story and i found that to be refreshing i found that to be very valuable because that experience i had you won't you won't no matter how hard you try you won't that's it. There will never be another experience like that, because the decisions my friend made along the way, <laughs> which were really funny to me, uh, were, uh, you know, like when you get to try it out, you won't see them because someone else will make the different decisions. It will take the narrative in a completely different direction. I, and you'll get a completely different ending. And I found that to be so good. Um, because it's like, uh, it was like playing, it was like, it was like, imagine if you were playing Mass Effect, but like the NPCs were like real, like, like you're not, you know, you know, when you, you play at Mass Effect, like you got through these chat dialogues, no, but like, instead, like you're, you're, it's like this Mass Effect type scenario and you have to interact with real beings right because they're aliens and stuff they're just humans right and i thought about that and i felt that that was so fucking interesting that this was like this was this is like uh this is this was this is what mass effect could be if it was like hyper realistic and so it is the closest thing you'll find to mass effect i I highly recommend the meta movie. A great team, um, and um, 
yeah, just just look it up on Twitter, the Meta Movie. And yeah, they're yeah, check them out. They're good. They're that they and that and that experience is unique. And again, I go it goes I go back to the same shit I keep saying is like, why aren't these people getting more funding? Because this idea is so valuable. There's fuck NFTs. This is this is this is legit value. Because no one will have this experience, the same experience ever right because it's just i don't know meta movie uh needs more funding <laughs> go support them they're great i highly uh highly recommend them and thank you again to my girlfriend sasha for inviting me if you want to invite me to cool shit and uh, so i can talk about it and and like uh yeah if i find it cool i'm gonna say cool things about it for sure um and and but uh but yeah but i'm not a hater i try to be very open about cool if something's cool enough or something things work i'd be I'll, I'll be honest about it um so if you want to invite me to if you're doing a cool project that's doing something really really different hit me up i'm always down to check out like cool vr vr art uh vr like Again, yeah, projects that like no one else is thinking about. I love that shit. Um, and so yeah, and the Mary movie fits that category. Um, so yeah. What now? So yeah, NRVR is just about nine years old, and um, yeah, here I am still podcasting in 2022 um, out of my apartment in San Francisco. Coming to you, not live, absolutely not live, but yeah, it's been it's been a it's been a wild nine years, uh, and I enjoyed myself so much as part of this community. But like, uh, I'm at, I'm at a cross I'm at a weird in point where it's um, where I live. I I'm, I I'm living in San Francisco. I'm on my own, and. Uh, for a long time I now I'm like on my own it's like a and it's so uh, hard <laughs> because uh, when I used to live in the suburbs I it was like VR was awesome because it was such a good tool to like access these wacky experiences um, and novel experiences but like San Francisco is a kind of city that like um, it already has wacky, funny, weird experiences uh, within a mile radius of itself, <laughs> you know, like or, and and more. And so like, and so it, it's weird because I'm like, I, I I'm struggling to like find, um, uh, you know, I'm getting FOMO. I'm, I'm I get uh, some I'm, some um, I'm finding myself enjoying vr in more short term like short bursts of like 20 30 minutes rather than the long four or five hours i used to spend in vr chat like i it's been a, a, a probably a month since i spent like two to three hours in vr chat and, and, v, and by the way when i went last time i was in vr chat i ended up going to um a latin american strip club um and uh, 
yeah it, what it showed me is that even in virtual reality like the human motions that we create like how do you how do I explain this it's like it was like traveling countries without leaving my fucking living room because I would go, I would go from the black cat and then I'll go to the Latin American's place. And again, this is something people who go in VR chat understand and they definitely take for granted because like you're, you can travel from culture to culture, people who are thousands of miles on the other side of the planet from you in a blink of an eye. Whereas it used to be to experience these people, be present around these people, you had to get on a plane or on a bus or on a train and go really, really far to co completely be in a, in a completely different culture. Now you don't have to. And I, it's so presently clear when I was comparing, cause I, would, I went dancing, I was at Club Orion and uh, shout outs to whoever creates Club Orion, created Club Orion, they, they're them are, uh, yeah, thank you. That's such a great, uh, cool place. I need to figure out how to a way to like upload my own um, playlist in there, cause yeah, yeah, I, sh I definitely I should definitely do that because I I I, I, I really enjoy dancing there. Um, so I ended up dancing there, and then I and then which is more North American. It has this more North American West you know, Western European kind of culture. And then you are the Latin American spot, and it's just, it's just a different, it's, it's a different, I don't know, it's a different manifestation of sometimes the same memes too. Like that, that that's the other thing, like, like the internet has globalized memes to such a far reach where like I'll see a meme in, uh, that'll start in Latin America and then it will end later on in like you know in the West right and so it's like a, uh, and so it's 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 wild because we're like memes are then are becoming the universal language of humanity um, and uh, and you can see and you can experience that again like this this feeling of, of and, and being present in that um, through hopping worlds in VR chat. Um, yeah. When when else could you have done that? And video doesn't count. Video doesn't count. It's not the same. Um. So yeah, I uh, yeah. We'll see what happens. I do still enjoy virtual reality. Don't get me wrong. And. And and I you know the thing I miss the most a lot honestly is that in the, like the last two years I haven't been able in a half uh, I haven't been able to give a VR demo to no one like I miss that shit I actually I've been actually I feel like I I. I feel like a good reason why I enjoyed virtual reality so much, and maybe it's probably why I'm going through like this weird phase or stage or I don't know, rut, I don't know, with it, is that like, one of the thing I enjoyed the most 
wasn't just playing it. I love playing or experiencing being in there. I love, but I also love showing it to people. I love like being able to like be the bearer of this like magic thing. <laughs> and like in a good in a good on the good case scenario, most of the time, you know, you I like being able to like wow a person feels so good. <laughs> you know, like because obviously you bring them the best of the best you're not gonna show them some shitty cardboard right right you know you don't want to you wouldn't do that to no one you wouldn't do you wouldn't play someone dirty like that show them fucking cardboard that's not virtual reality please don't do that i i i, I beg you <laughs> you're gonna you, you're gonna hurt vr if you do that show them it's if you if you have to wait to show them a rift or a quest or an index like proper VR like to do it do it do it um, but like uh, like going back to showing demos feels good it feels like I'm sharing the thing that makes me happy and when I see other people being happy it makes me even more happy like yeah and I can't haven't been able to do that I want to do that I, um, but a million people have died from COVID and I feel like I wanna ignore it. Mm, I'm fully vaccinated. I'm. I will. Uh, I'm gonna start doing demos <laughs> with my friends, and um, you know, I'll ease into it. I'm not gonna like fucking go on f Facebook and announce, "Hey, everyone, come come up, come to my place and uh, experience VR or put it on Craigslist." <laughs> No, I'm not gonna do that. I'm yeah, definitely gonna like bet and just make sure like yeah, uh, yeah. Cause I, I miss that. I miss that shit. We should. We sh Why are we? Do are we doing that anymore? Are you doing that? Are you sharing demos with people? Did you stop sharing demos with people when like the at least at the height of the pandemic? Were you like weary that like, oh shit, you know this is a, a this is this 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 headset is a vector of disease. <laughs> um, Cause uh, yeah, like I, I stopped. I completely. I did. I did not want someone who was potentially asymptomatic to like, you know, sweat all over my goddamn headset. I do. Hell no. You know. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, that's what I, I. I. Yeah, we need to get back to that safely. Um, cause it's. Cause I. I think it's slowing down. The progress of VR. We can't share like how cool this is if people don't try it. There's no ads. There's nothing. There's nothing. You can't convince me that there's anything in the. No, it's nothing you can write. Nothing you can say. Nothing you can show in a video that will really, really mm, make people feel the way they feel when they are in VR. Nothing. What the fuck? Why did I just sing? That, that was so weird and cringe. But you know what? I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it because I'm a 30 year old. I'm a. I just had a stroke. I'm a 34 year old man, and I'm starting to stop giving a fuck. Because <laughs> you know what? Another thing. I need to have fun with this podcast. I need to have fun. What am I? Why am I not having fun with this podcast? Like, and 
for a minute, I, uh, it, this podcast was like my job. But I don't want it to be my job. I don't want to... I, I don't need another job, especially in the job that I'm paying the job. I'm paying like I'm paying hosting, and uh, uh, oh, by the way, I need to. Um, if you've been a Patreon supporter over the past few months uh, or the past year, you're. I need to get get give your money back because I don't feel like I've honored you. I really have not. I'm sorry. I apologize in public to all the people on my Patreon. All four of them. <laughs> but no, seriously, guys. I'm sorry. I, my, you guys, uh, you're as amazing. Thank you so much for supporting me for like some really tough times. You really came. The Patreon came through and helped me. Uh, at one point, you even pay rent. So thank you. You saved me. You saved me, guys. Um, but I don't deserve to be on Patreon and I need to cancel that shit. I just forgot my passwords and I'm a lazy fuck and I just need to do that. And now that I put it in public, I'm gonna hold myself accountable. Accountable, not accountable, accountable to myself. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna cancel that Patreon and I'm gonna give, give you guys your money back because uh, uh, I don't deserve it. That was not, uh, yeah, I've, I've, like, I don't feel like I'm giving you the content, enough content, and I'm not living up to the promises uh, that I made in those Patreon support thingies. Um, yeah. So, what was I saying? I need to have fun with this podcast, so that's probably why you're listening to me go off on weird tangents and you know, make myself laugh like a silly, silly man. Um, by the way, I, I, uh, no, I'm not gonna say the story. Ah, fuck it. So I, I have this, I have this friend. I posted, so I, um, so I got sick. All right, two years ago, I caught this virus. Turns out, um, and it fucked me up left me with these these this, these issues for a couple years and what happened was uh, I uh, lost like hella weight right I was uh, I'm, I'm a 6'1 and I'm usually like uh, anywhere between 185 195 uh, pounds and uh, I went down to like 145 143 and I looked uh, like my body was eating away, like just fucking withering away. It was sad, and I remember seeing myself in the mirror, and I was like, "What the fuck? Who is that guy?" Um, and so anyway, I post this po photo of myself, uh, sort of like a progress, like you know, one year away from it, because I'm much better now. I feel I'm feeling like. Uh, <sighs> I'm, I can be almost normal, <laughs> not completely like I used to be before, but like almost normal. And so, yeah, it feels good to start coming back. And I just sort of posted a photo of the before and after because now I'm back to like 183 or something. It's, I feel much more normal, and I look more like my old, like what I used to look like before I got sick. And so, posted on Facebook, and I, like the one photo where I'm like really skinny. I am in I'm in, I'm in my underwear and like um 
my friend sends me a message saying, uh, hey, uh, I noticed that in the bottom left of your photo, something. And I know he was referring to my, my penis. He was referring to my cock-a-doodle-doo. And, um, but then I said, oh yeah, my legs, you know, I lost so much mass, so much mass. But you know what the funny thing is, I, 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 need, I need to retract, I need to retract. He said like, uh, he didn't say I noticed. He's like, I noticed through my gay gaze, because my friend, he's gay, he's a cool dude. Um, he's really, really, really cool dude. Um, but like, uh, but he's like, I noticed in my gay gaze, the, you know, the, the bottom of your, the photo. And I was like, and he was referring to my penis, but I said, my legs? Oh yeah, I lost so much mass, but you know what? I've been squatting and deadlifting and I'm uh, getting back to normal. He's like, so, ah, you silly goose. But anyway, um, that was weird. <laughs> and I didn't know what to say. I, I think I just laughed it off. I just be, went, went like, because I'm not interested. And so I'm like, you know, yeah. I sort of just laughed it off. That, that made me laugh. That, that, was, that, was, that made me laugh. Because I had no, I did not, it wasn't like I was trying to show anyone my, my penis. Like, I, it was weird. I don't know. Why am I sharing this? Because uh, it made me laugh. It made me laugh. I didn't know. I, I didn't. Uh, I, I, I played. I played it dumb, and I was, and I made myself laugh, and that was funny. Um, so yeah. Uh, technology. <laughs> Everyone talks about it. You, you, Okay, I love It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. At some, at some point, uh, by the way, I'm bringing back the, um, the old school intros. Uh, there was a point in time, uh, like if you listen to the show, you know that I put in some crazy, weird, you know, random. You have no idea what my next intro song is going to be. You have no idea. I, and I'm going to keep you on your toes, listener. You're not, you'll never know. What's the next intro gonna be? And so, um, and so, uh, the reason why, like, uh, I like doing those intros is because it's I'm sending you a message in that intro, and if you're know me, like know me, know me. Here's your thing: you listening to this podcast, you're listening to a version of me. You're listening to the exaggerated version of Chris. But in real life, honestly, I'm pretty shy. <laughs> I'm a complete dork. Like, I, oh man, I'm, I have no game with women. I have no idea how to talk to women. I, and like, uh, I'm, I'm scared to go up to them and say, like, I can't. I don't know what to do. And, and uh, uh, I it, just, and anyone in general mostly like I'm like the I, 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 I struggle with being the first one to say hey hi um, and I think it's just a, a matter of hmm, habituating myself to like uh, putting myself out there more but anyway what am I trying to say is that yeah you're listening to a version of myself and uh, the real full version of myself 
you can get it if you're listening to the subtext of those intros. Like I think, uh, like what I'm feeling at the time in my life, like you'll you'll hear it in the intros. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I'm. I think it's fun. I think I'm like. Uh, uh, I think this. this yeah, I, I think it's. Uh, I like it. <laughs> I make myself laugh. It make some. I mean, come on, come on. I. I I'm gonna put some funny shit in there, but I'm also gonna put like sometimes more emotional stuff, which is fine. It's I'm a human being. I have all a full range of emotions, just like you, and I think the podcast is a good way to express myself that way. Because let's face it, I have a great face for radio, and uh, yeah, again, yeah, I like I like the semi anonymity of not having to like. But I feel like YouTubers have this, like, I don't know. It's like another level of, like, paranoia about how how you look. Like, right now, I, you don't have, you have no idea what I'm wearing. You have no idea what I look like. Uh, you're just listening to a voice in, you know, on your speaker, on, or, or in your head, through your headphones. But a video, you have to like look at me, and that I don't know. That makes me weird. Like I don't want to like I don't want you to look at me. <laughs> I just yeah, it's distra- it's distracting. I think I think yeah, facial yeah I don't know. I I think it's I think I like this style, <laughs> and uh, to each their own. But who knows? Maybe I'll change it up. It's, I, I'm not against change either. So we'll see. Uh, so wow, I'm going eight one hour eight minutes. Could I? Can I keep talking for this long? Am I really have so much stuff pent up left to say? Uh, well, let's see. Um, NFT bots are annoying. Uh, I said that already. And uh, John Cena needs to visit Taiwan, and a great country. And what else? Um, and yeah, I don't know. I think we're oh Elden Ring. I've been playing a lot of Elden Ring lately. Uh, it's another reason why I haven't been in VR that much. Is because it's such a I like the novelty of exploration that it provides me and the feeling of adventure and like this like high stakes it's it, mm, i'm new to the dark souls genre uh so I, I appreciate that this is like my first real game I mean, well not really because i played codebane a little bit but uh not as much as this like this is um this is something that i'm enjoying quite a bit and uh but we'll see we'll see how far i get because it's a yeah i'm a, uh yeah i, I it's a difficult game <laughs> it's not an easy game yeah it's not easy like i remember beating mario odyssey in a breeze that was an easy game uh compared to Elden Ring. <laughs> so yeah uh, i think that's it for today 
thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for listening to me and my ramblings and rantings. And um, I hope you're all well. I hope you stay healthy and uh, you're brushing your teeth and uh, drinking water. That's important. Drink a lot of water. Stay hydrated out there. Stay safe. And I'll see you in the Matrix. You told me once to forget the past because it doesn't matter. But you're the one still tied to the past, Spike.